Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. You know, uh, Jake, uh, I was thinking earlier today about maybe you and I could swap out Austin for Jake Hatch, you know, just you know, for the trade deadline. Oh, but you're uh, trying to make moves? You're trying to make station uh, moves? Seeing what I could do. But then I thought better of it. I thought, you know, it's better sometimes it, the deals you don't make are the best deals of all. I yeah. told my agent to keep that trade demand quiet. You know, Gordon, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, careful what you let out there into the media, man. That that uh, ruffles uh, ruffles feathers. Chemistry yeah, can be yeah. can be impacted yeah. with that sort of thing. Just ask Ricky Rub- uh, Rubio. Well, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, though. You know, sometimes you come this close to getting a deal done, and you just it just doesn't come together. But uh, some apparently did come together because uh, there were some deals of note today that I'm sure we'll get into. Yes, we will uh, jump into NBA trade deadline. Uh, the Jazz were kind of active. Uh, but Gordon, I'm, I'm going to need something from you today, real quick, before right. we we die, dive into it. I'm I'm going to need you to be uh, a little as as uh, interesting and upbeat as possible. Okay. What do you need a boost? You need a lift? Yeah, man. I I, I do. What's, I gotta, what's what's dragging you down? So, bit of a tight turnaround with the late game. You know, not not looking for any sympathy. It is what it is. As a manager <laughs> of ours once uh, used to say all the time. Uh, I'm used to that, you know, uh, go to bed late up early. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a sleepy day. And, and today, you know, I had a tough time getting going, but we had a doctor's visit for my pregnant wife, which went very well. So that's uh, obviously the most important part of my day. But we decided to get lunch after that. All right. Uh-oh. So uh, we decided to get lunch. But we had the, the typical couple problem of uh, we couldn't decide what we wanted. Uh, you know, like I want this, she wants that, and can't really seem to 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 come to the middle. Now I'm not I'm not here to give it. That's easy. That's easy, Jake. You just yes, dear is the appropriate answer. Yeah, but then we're doing this back and forth of oh whatever you want, and then oh whatever you want, and oh well, I'll pick this <laughs> restaurant is, even though your I don't wife want is it. your wife is eight months pregnant. Right, you, right, right. But she it, it's, gets what she wants. It's Jake, called no it, it's a it's a Persian thing, man. It's called uh, tarafing, and it's a it's a whole. Uh, I don't tell you what I want, but I want. And, and listen, it's a <laughs> it's a dance that we could keep going on for hours. 
uh, or we could just come to some sort of, uh, you know, decision we can both be happy about, which we did. We cut we cut through the BS and then we decided on a specific restaurant that and and I'm not here to give free advertising, so I won't I won't use the name, but I bet people will know what I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, a restaurant with the world's thickest menu. Anybody? Okay. Austin, you know what I, you know what I'm talking about? Where they I'm with you. they sit down the the King's James edition in front of you and say, "Yeah, I know, Here. I know exactly what uh, you're talking about." So I decided. I thought, you know what? I'll go with soup, salad, and sandwich. Yeah, sandwich. Uh, so went with a good old chicken salad, and I I think the special ingredient in this chicken salad is uh, Zequil, because I'll tell you what. <laughs> And I must have between. I, I thought I was eating light with with soup and sandwich. I thought, oh, okay, this will be all right. I'll tell you what. I I feel like I just ate a boat anchor. I, and I am so, I'm like pulling up pulling up to work today. I'm just sitting in my car trying to muster the strength to walk up to the studio. Like, oh, I am so tired. So uh, I just need you to be, you know. Bring a little pop, be a little extra interesting, and and drag me along with you today. Uh, I'm happy to do so. Now, Jake, answer me this though: Are you fatigued or are you sleepy? I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sleepy. I feel like I'm not necessarily bags under the eyes guy. I get them a little bit, but I feel like they weigh like at least a pound a piece. Have you ever fallen asleep during a show before? No, I haven't. And here's the thing. This is why I'm glad we're here doing the show. I don't know uh, if people uh, understand the amount of, like, energy it takes to do a show. I mean, you have to get yourself up. You have to, you know, if you if you just kind of interact as you do in a normal fashion, it would sound very boring on the radio, <laughs> believe it or not. So you got to you got to muster some stuff up. And I, that's good. That's good. It's pepping me up. I'm ready. I'm you, ready for a, a verbal spar with my good friend Gordon. Okay. So do you, do you want me to be uh, to, to 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 be enthusiastic, or you want me to be argumentative, or you, what, what? What exactly are you looking for? I want you because, probably, because I know if I argue with you, Jake, I know that'll fire you up. You know, it will but, fire me up. No, but here's really honestly, the you know. Speaking of cutting through it to, to get to the point, here's what I really need you to do. At about, mm, I don't know, round an hour four, uh, I may need you to to tell Austin to come in here and splash some, like throw a cup of water in my face or something. That's that's really what I'm getting at. All right. So if pay I, attention. If I get the feeling, if I get the feeling that we're headed in that direction, Austin, what's let's see, what's the the the, the cue will be. Um, Power. If I say power, go dump water on. Now? Oh, power. No, I mean, if I you, say it again. You could do better than that. What? What, what then? It's got to be something like uh, like alarm clock related or sleep related or something. Like, well, I wanted it to be subtle. I didn't want it what to be. What a snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> snooze alert. Uh, anywho, yeah. so yeah. no, I I just thought, you know, I tried to uh, just bad decision for lunch. That's all. I should I should have just gone gone lighter. But I'll tell you what. Now what was in the what was in the sandwich? Was it turkey? No, it was chicken salad. Was, it was a chicken, chicken salad. salad sandwich, okay. and it was supposed to be a half sandwich. And and listen, I know it just it it was large for a half sandwich, and the the soup was very good. But but I will say it was quite hearty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Quite hearty. 
So I don't know. And uh, like I said, I think the secret ingredient is some sort of uh, some sort of uh, melatonin or something. They're like we're, you know, we're going to make you know this guy's need? afternoon a sleepy one. Jake, you need what countries? Uh, what countries do they do the siesta? Oh yeah, Europe, like Spain. Sign me up. I, I does, totally. Does, does Mexico do the siesta? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure on that one actually. I always pictured siesta associated with Europe for some reason. But you're you're uh, more familiar with both Mexico and Europe than me, so you yeah, might need I, to defer I, I, to your own uh, your own uh, expertise here. Oh, forgive my ignorance, but uh, you know there are days when that doesn't sound like too bad an idea. No. The pro the problem is if you did, let's say you had eaten an early lunch and this uh, this. Uh, this uh, this comatose had overcome you at that time. You could have gone home and taken a siesta for an hour and a half, yeah, and then man. you'd be ready to go for the show. Yeah, you know, be nice. Well, I I'm ready to go. I am. I just need I just need you to to you know pull me along a little bit today. Okay. I just need, I just need some right. juice from you. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'll do what I can. All right. It's uh, yeah. So uh, good. Yeah, All right. I'm there for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I knew I could count on you. You in Austin. <laughs> All right. Austin probably has some sort of uh, some sort of electric shock thing he could uh, fire off on you or something. I, I've had this cattle prod in here for weeks, <laughs> just waiting for an opportunity. Yeah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what a cattle prod does? It, it shocks you? I believe so. I've never messed with a cattle prod. I used to mug people with one back in my younger days, but <laughs> I had learned my lesson. All right. Well, let's... you know what everybody says? This is the last stupid thing I'm going to say before we get to the split story of the day. But I picture the movie uh, Casino anytime oh, yeah. anybody mentions a cattle prod. You know, I look, the only guy, well, there's two guys on our station who may have ever messed with a cattle prod. <laughs> I have a feeling it's the two Idaho boys, you know, because don't you figure that Scotty has had something with a cattle prod that he has, you know, gone after? A few heads of beef or something with that thing. I don't know. Was it? Was, Scotty was more of a farmer than a rancher growing up, right? And and Hans uh, drank rum oh. in a chocolate shop. I don't. <laughs> Hans was. <laughs> no, Scotty. Scotty. They had animals. You know, wasn't his dad? Wasn't his dad a pig farmer or something for a while? Hans was a rum oh, farmer. Oh man, huh? I'm gonna pay for that rum joke. Is it, where where are we at tomorrow? Is Hanson Studio? Am I in studio? You're tomorrow? at the warehouse. Oh, good. Oh, great. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> great. Hanson could always stop by, you know, because he's always looking for a good deal. Let's and see. in case Hanson's yeah. listening, you're at the warehouse in Wendover. Yes. <laughs> oh no, Hans is at Tri Day Trading tomorrow, so he's down in Utah County. Hans isn't coming up to Salt Lake. Oh, uh, he'll get you sooner or later. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Just like that rum, he'll find you. <laughs> I used to think, you know, when Hans, when Hans first told me that story, it was when he was like a senior at BYU. And he told me the story, and I thought he just really liked chocolate. You know, he was he said he worked for his mom, and then he got fired because he was eating all the product and everything. And I thought, okay, I, I get that. But I didn't really, it wasn't until later that I found out about the rum. Yeah, you know how that came out, right? His mom came on the show and... And yeah. said it, didn't she? His mom jumped on the show. And they had her confirm Hans's outrageous stories. Uh, uh, unlike somebody I know, uh, Hans had some confirmation to some of the you know more taller tales that he's told. But but that one did come up. 
did uh, did you get fired for eating all the chocolate? And she put it plain and simple. No, he got fired for drinking the rum. <laughs> okay. Well, I, and Hans, yeah. too, you know what, Hans, honestly, uh, this is how brilliant parents are, right? Uh, he, he honestly had no clue that that uh, that she knew about that. <laughs> he had no idea. Here is she, the reaction. He's that... like, you, you didn't, you knew about that. You, she, she, wait, she didn't uh, make it clear to him what he was being disciplined for. Uh, apparently not, according to Hans. Oh, okay. All right. Hans, correct the record. Feel, uh, feel free. If, I just if, saw if, Hans really like chocolate. Well, there's probably a little bit of that too. All right, should we get into the split story of the day? How do we get here? Let's let's talk about the, the the basketball. Okay. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network it's a good opportunity a, g- a good opponent for the jazz to face for boyan to get off the schneid but uh don't hold your breath royce penetrates kicks to boyan bad pass takes a dribble to his right to settle himself fires three and hits boyan bogdanovich is two for three tonight and 14 points. Jazz by 30. Donovan in the lane, leaves it behind. Boyan straight down the barrel three. This one hits the front rim, rattles in and goes down. And Boyan shakes his head back the other way saying, hey, how about this? Bogdanovich right corner three, quick release, got it. Boyan is four for six. And once again, we have the Jazz experience, which is one guy might be off, but the other guy's on. And they're 15 to 33 from three. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Oh, oh, the show is, you know, this is what I needed. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. Don't hold your breath. Jazz win last night, 118 to 88. Hey, ho, ho, whoa, whoa. If, if, if jazz fans had held their breath, they would have uh, exhausted themselves before the opening tip. Don't hold your I breath. Just tell, I was just telling them to be careful until, until uh, you know, until Boyan actually made a few. I believe the context of the comment was, we'll see if Boyan Bogdanovich <laughs> bounces out of it, followed by... Uh, Don't hold your breath. Well, we all knew that he was going to bounce out of it sooner or later. It we just did. Didn't know whether it was going to be sooner. Because I think you what? were talking about no. releasing him a couple. Oh, of I was not. Stop. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, he certainly shot the ball well, uh, Gordon Bogdanovich. Well, it took him did. a while. <laughs> See, why do you need to do that? Stubborn. Seriously, it was a, the, the man was four of six. <laughs> yeah, he missed two, Jake. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he missed those early ones. <laughs> Finally. Take a breath. Oh, man. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> it's about time. You know. Whoa. You know, I mean, like, like. <laughs> what was he, a plus 36 or something? Is that all? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Is that all? Oh man! Well, oh. he was playing. Look, you guys give me a hard time about hitting my left-handed grand slam against the kids who are a year younger than me. This was the equivalent of of the Jazz going up against you know uh, 
you know, St. Mary's College. Fine. But yesterday you said he couldn't throw it in the ocean but, and uh, it never would again. Don't hold your I never said that. <laughs> never I, I said he... he would shoot his way out of it sooner or later. But you, you wanted his time cut, though, in the meantime. No, I didn't say yes, that. Yes, you did say that one. I've been exaggerating up until now, but yes, you did say that one. Well, just because I think they should bench uh, Jordan Clarkson until he can, you know, see the basket again. You know, I, I never said that about Boyan. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jordan, and and we can we can get serious here and talk about the game. But uh, did you see his uh, his tweet after the game last night? <laughs> no, what he said. Uh, this is pretty funny. I think it, you in particular will get a kick out of this. Uh, let's see. Jordan Clarkson says, "Great team win. Keep growing. Keep getting better." Laying brick by brick, I think I took that literally tonight. Which is pretty funny. Why Jordan Clarkson is hilarious and it is it has it has a lot of perspective. It seems to me. Let me put it that way. He's a man who would admit when he's wrong. He is somebody who would admit when they're He'd wrong. He'd probably apologize if he, you know, I missed on that one. Sorry about that. A guy who would say, "Hey, I." Laid it brick by brick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably say, you know, maybe I overreacted on that uh, Bogdanovich take. Oh come but on, boy, boy, on couldn't she couldn't chuck it in the ocean. It was it was bad for five or six th- games. You know, it's one thing to be off for a game or two, but he was just skidding all over the place. And yeah, we knew he was going to come out of it, and he finally did last night against the Junior Jazz team. But, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I didn't say he wouldn't. But if it were up to you, he would have come out of it playing five minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. For the that. stars. For the stars. Never said that. Oh, I, I love this show. Never said ah, buzzing. Good for you, Gordon. Well done. Uh, the Jazz played great. And here's here's really where I want to start with you. Uh, because uh, Brooklyn, listen, they, they trotted out to... Uh, the uh, not even the B team, right? The C team, and they were missing their their guys, and then the guys that they did have didn't even play after halftime, and and one of the guys that they do have or did have the Jazz cut last year, so, that, <laughs> so yeah, they weren't they weren't going up against uh, the world champs. But let me tell you this: they weren't against Houston either about a week and a half ago when nobody played for that Rockets team, if you recall, and True. the Jazz. Did not play well in that Houston game, even though they came out with a win. He, Quinn Snyder, after that Houston game, if you'll recall, was pretty. Mm, he was pretty uh, transparent about his uh, lack of appreciation for their effort. And then you fast forward to this Brooklyn game, and it, it, the the opposite is entirely true. They played great. Like, they should have played against Houston, but they did against Brooklyn, where everything worked really well. They were able to, you know, you hope, work Bogdanovich out of his slump. And uh, Mitchell was able to have a a, a terrific night. Conley played great. George Niang was lights out. I mean, and and they played great defense. So it's it's what you would expect, yes. But, you know, compared to that Houston game, this this is a different story. Yeah, I'll believe Bogdanovich is out of his slump if he does it again. Okay. Against a real team. Okay. So, so you know, stop we'll it. What, we'll see what happens. Stop it. But I don't know what happened to Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I, yeah, it was rebuilding brick by brick. I mean, you got to really try to go one of fifteen. I mean, I could come do on. It. Yeah, he's trying to shoot his way out of it. I mean, a bunch of those shots did come when the game was pretty much over. 
Some of those were crappy shots, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, but I, he's I, been I, taking crappy shots all year, and he's been that terrific. That is true. So, you got me there. You got me there. I mean, he's, his, been, he's been making them. But I, 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 this is my thing with what he does. I, and, and, look, we're kidding around here a little bit. Jordan Clarkson's had a great year. But uh, that was bad last night. And I think the best way to come out of a shooting slump is to take good shots. You know, don't, wouldn't you agree with that in all sincerity here? Uh, yeah, maybe he wants shots. to examine his shot selection, but I don't think he should stop being him. No. And I don't think that's the jazz message to him. I really don't. I think there's a reason he can crack jokes about it on Twitter. Well, it, I mean, when you're when you're in a game that you your team won by 55 and you're minus six, something ain't right there. But, uh, but anyway, well, they he'll didn't. be... Uh, He'll be fine. He's, well, he's not going to be. He's not going to fall into a hole the size of Bogdanovich's hole that he fell into. But he, <laughs> but you know, I mean, he'll be. He'll be all right. He has. This has been going on for a little while with Jordan too. Yeah, and he'll be fine. Yeah, I say you know bench him for a game or two and then bring him back. Is all. <laughs> That's all. Actually, That's see if you can that... see if you can make it a suspension and dock his pay. You know what I liked about that game last night and watching it is that Donovan Mitchell could have gone for 60 if he'd wanted to. Probably, yeah. And he was feeling it, and especially early. I mean, and, and if the Jazz had just fed him the ball the way Wilt was fed the ball when he scored 100, he, he could have gone. I mean, he was feeling it, and, and it seemed like, I'm not sure because I didn't take notes on this, but it seems like in the second half he started missing a little more. But early on, he could not miss. And I thought, man, if if he wanted to, he could absolutely go off on this team tonight. But uh, he was he was scored a modest 27. Well, That's a point a minute. But, I, I mean, to, to, to point at your Bogdanovich take, I mean, he's doing it against nobody. So what would that actually mean? Yeah, I suppose. But still, those were the degree of difficulty on some of those shots were impressive. He was hitting from three. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he didn't miss any dunks. Well, you know. and he didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Uh, we saw all 15 players on the Jazz roster last night tying, of, a, tying a league record. Yeah, ten of which hit, three, hit the three. So that was, yeah, I mean, that just wasn't a fair... Jake, have you ever been in a game when uh, when you got absolutely slaughtered by whoever you were playing? Like when you were pitching in high school, did you ever just get rocked? Oh yeah, uh, there's a story behind it, but yeah, I have been. What, what what's the story? Um, you get into the chocolate room. No, I <laughs> I was having my best season as a baseball player, probably, and it was just summer league, you know, like summer league automotive. But I was. I was Honestly, I was an entirely average baseball player and, and probably was this year, but I was playing really well, right? And so uh, I I pitched one night, and then we had a game the next day, and my I, I've told you about my grandfather who I who absolutely looked up to, and he himself was drafted by the Reds when he was uh, coming out of high school, and he was a pitcher and all this and that. So I, I was playing well enough that I, I had some sway with the coach, and I told the coach, I said, hey, how about a chance? Huh? I know I closed yesterday, but uh, how about Grandpa's a chance? Watching. How about a chance today? You know, want to get out and show my stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, fatigue's a thing. And 
I probably gave up like <laughs> like eight, nine runs before they decided, you know what? <laughs> oh, we don't think you have it today. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was eight or nine runs, but I mean, I got. I wonder. I wonder I got if your opponent, your opponent started to feel sorry for you. Because I wondered no, about that they, last night. They didn't. <laughs> were the Jazz feeling sorry for the Nets after a while? No, they were playing Jawan Morgan. <laughs> That's why they didn't win by fifty. I, I don't mean to pick on Jawan Morgan. Ilya Sova had four minutes. They emptied the bench. So they did feel sorry for him. No, I mean that's what you do when you're up by that many. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that you let off the gas pedal and just said, "Hey, why don't you take a layup here?" No, you you put in your guys who need some work. I, I just had that thought as I was watching that game last night. Actually, it, the, the Nets are obviously a terrific team. What they'd won like 16 out of 18 or something, hadn't they? Before that game, and uh, they were obviously. Uh, outmanned because half their team couldn't play, their best players couldn't play. And so I, I felt sorry for them a little bit, you know. But but I, I, I started thinking about, have you ever been involved in a situation like that where everybody was feeling sorry for you as you were getting shellacked? That happened to me in a City League game uh, early, early on. I was still a teenager. When you rode and- crew? And, uh, <laughs> and we we were we were really playing well that year. We we had a great record, and we 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 ran up against this team that just destroyed us, destroyed us, and that hurt. It hurt bad. And I don't know how the Nets were feeling last night. The guys who were playing because you're just you're getting crushed. So uh, I imagine most humans at one anybody who's played sports at one time or another has uh, has run into a situation like that where you just you know you feel like you're you're dirt because you cannot keep up with the opponent it happens it happens sometimes uh, too bad for the nets and the jazz get another w so good for them well hopefully none of their grandfathers were in the audience <laughs> did uh, austin did you ever get uh, shellacked in any sport uh, those stories way outnumber the stories of good performances, yes. Oh, really didn't happen, Alvin. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we will find out what uh, Gordon Monson thinks was the most impactful trade made at NBA trade deadline. deadline. A little tease there for you, Gordon. All right. Dig into Don't it. Don't hold your breath. Stay tuned to 97.5 and 1280. <laughs> You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The trade deadline has come and gone, Gordon. And uh, we can we can talk about it all. Uh, just to mention, uh, the Jazz were not; uh, they did have a move. Uh, they traded for Raptors sharpshooter Matt Thomas. No, not the former voice of the Utes, Matt Thomas, but Matt Thomas, the basketball player, who's a shooter 
Uh, Gordon, I don't know how uh, much time he'll get for the Jazz, but uh, he can shoot the basketball. He can, uh, and his percentages are, are pretty much off the charts from uh, behind the arc. He's got an interesting backstory. Do you know anything about him? Not he, much. I, I saw a video on him, and uh, he uh, he grew up, and his dad was a big sports fan and used to participate in sports with Matt. And then, tragically, his father took his own life uh, when when Matt was 11 years old, and Matt had a best friend who he glommed onto, and the two of them grew up together, and his best friend's dad uh, sort of took the father's role for Matt and helped raise him, went to his sporting events, and did all those things that uh, a, a very generous man would do. But then later, that his friend's father was, I guess he was out fishing or something, and they, they found his boat, but they didn't find him. And so he passed away as well. And so the story was talking about him overcoming these challenges. And then, he, you know, he had all that success at Iowa State as a terrific shooter, went over to Europe and uh, then earned a spot with the Raptors. It was very minimal, but uh, those shooting percentages are impressive. He seems like he's not much of a defender, but uh, he's, he's, he's got uh, terrific. He's one of the best shooters probably in the league. But he couldn't get on the court much with the Raptors, so we'll see what happens with the Jazz. So what was the most impactful trade of the day, Gordon? We can start there and work our way down. Okay, well, for me, uh, there's a couple of them that were of real, or three of them that were of real note as far as I was concerned. And, and then let me, let me spout them, and then we'll, let's figure out which we think is the most important or most significant, okay? Is that fair enough? The first one, Victor Aladipo going to the Heat. Um, I thought that that I mean the Heat, <laughs> that's a sleeping, uh, good, very good team, if not a great team, and so Oladipo going to the Heat I think was a big deal, and then Aaron Gordon heading to the Nuggets uh, to bolster that front line. Aaron Gordon has been averaging about 15 points a game and uh, better than six rebounds. I think he gets about four assists or so, having a pretty good year, and uh, he can he can defend uh, really well. So that that could be a problem for the Jazz if we're looking at it from a Jazz uh, perspective. And then the Norm Powell trade to Portland, I think, helps them in a in a major way, averaging 19 points, and he's very efficient from the field. So those those were the big ones as far as I was concerned. Unless, Jake, you want to consider Lou Williams for uh, Rajon Rondo. Big. I don't know if you would. I think it's impactful. You're, you're saying it like uh, like it doesn't matter. I mean, one, Lou Williams plays uh, a, certainly a role for that Clippers team, which I found it interesting that they felt like they could sacrifice. Second of all, they needed a point guard so desperately they were willing to give up. Lou Williams. So is the point guard the missing uh, key in the cog for the Clippers? I find that extraordinarily intriguing. Um, the the best player to get traded, I don't think is necessarily the most impactful. Uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, right. it was an all-star, and he got moved to the Chicago Bulls. I don't know if that uh, pushes the Bulls into playoff territory, but he uh, he was definitely the best player to get moved, uh, I thought. Um, Gordon? I think I think that does. I think the Bulls, if I were to predict today, I would say the Bulls are going to make the Eastern Conference playoffs. 
Uh, okay, yeah, I could see them. Uh, I could see them moving up, uh, uh, moving up the 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 pecking order, so to speak, uh, in the East. Uh, I thought uh, players that uh, came West. Um, I think maybe. Well, let me shorten it up, Gordon, because you went through the trades there. I think the two most impactful trades are, are either one of two deal, uh, one of uh, one of two uh, trades. The Blazers uh, acquiring Norman Powell from the Raptors. He is a he's a really good player, and he does a lot of different things. And he's going to make that Blazers team, which is a team that is lacking good players. They have a great player. They have a couple of great players. C.J. McCollum's great. Yusuf Nurkic is really good. Outside of that, they got a whole lot of nothing. So to, to get Norman Powell, I thought was was extraordinarily impactful. And then you mentioned the Aaron Gordon trade, who I'm not I'm not as high on that as other people because I think Aaron Gordon is crazy overrated. So, I mean, could that have an impact because um, Denver lost uh, some stuff, Jeremy Grant, in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Gordon's good enough to to make you better. I just don't know how much. I don't know if that's the difference between, you know, Denver being an outside contender to Denver, you know, really being in the mix. I just I just don't know if it does that because I'm not big in the Aaron Gordon camp. I'm I'm not. Well, I, I, I'll disagree with you a little. I, I mean, I'm not big on Aaron Gordon, but I think he will help the Nuggets. But the Nuggets gave up some stuff for him, too. You know, I mean, they that that was – and that's the thing about a lot of these deals I saw. I thought I thought some of them were win-wins, you know. it's Sometimes you look at the deal and go, what was that team thinking? But I, I think that was the case with a, with a lot of these uh, deals that were made. Wait so, a minute, on the Gordon deal, you thought uh, Denver gave up a lot? Not a lot, but they gave up uh, uh, they, they gave up uh, some defenders, uh, I thought. Well, and, I, uh, I don't it, think Gary Harris has much left in the tank. Do you and, think he's done? Uh, he's pretty close. Um, and R.J. Hampton, maybe they're, yeah, they're I, high I on thought, his potential, but... Yeah, I thought, I thought he had potential. I, yeah. No? Okay, really well, I mean, sense? if he does, he's, he's a ways out. I don't think he's... He was the 24th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe he pans out. Mo Allman was like the 24th pick in the draft. Uh, but then they give up a first-round pick in 2025, so a first-round pick four years from now. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, – I actually had a diff- – I thought Aaron Gordon would fetch more, which tells me that the Nuggets don't really think he's worth what he's getting paid, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I, I agree with you in this regard. The West keeps getting better. <laughs> Just what Jazz, the Jazz want to see, right? Uh, I think, I don't know, Jake, I, I think uh, Aaron Gordon does make the Nuggets better. And, uh, yeah, we'll see We'll see who's right, who's wrong. Yeah, we'll see how much. I mean, Aaron Gordon right now is uh, shooting a career best from three, and I, I need to bring it up, but I think it's, it's around. It's like 38% or yeah, something Yeah, 37 like 38%. So uh-huh. does – does that continue uh, on a different team? I don't know. He's a he's a good defensive player though, and the Nuggets need defense, so I'll agree with you there. Um, they they need help there, and they need a, a little scoring punch. I if you asked to, would I rather have Jeremy Grant or Aaron Gordon? I'd take Jeremy Grant ten out of ten times. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right on that one. But he's he he improves their chances from where they were earlier this year. I would agree and, with that, yeah. So, and I definitely agree with you on Norm Powell. I mean, he's, I think he's had like six games this year where he scored 30 or more points. 
So he's he can be an explosive scorer, and he's averaging nearly 20 points a game. And he shoots. I think his effective field goal percentage is off. The, I think it's like 60 or something. Yep, he's awesome. So, he's really yeah, good. So he'll have and you you team him up with uh, with Dame Dalla and uh, McCollum, like you said, Nurkic. Yeah. So we'll see how it turns out. What'd you guys and, make of Evan Fournier to the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Uh, you know, <laughs> Gordon Hayward uh, being utilized by the Celts to help them now. Fournier's a, a really fine shooter. I like him. I uh, see. I thought there were some really impactful moves today, and, and maybe it wasn't uh, the I guess the headliner. The I mean, even though an All Star was moved, I guess there was only one All Star. But I thought there were some moves that changed some teams and that improved some teams. Uh, you, you know, maybe we differ a little bit on the value of Aaron Gordon, but I agree with you that he does make them better than they were. I think Portland, you, I don't want to oversell it and say they're a different team today, but man, Powell is a good player, and I think there's a, a great role for him on that team. I think Portland is a lot better today. You mentioned Boston being better. Um, I think, you know, you can have. Differing opinions on Victor Oladipo, but uh, if he goes and, and Jimmy Butler gets him to kind of fall in line and play a role there, I think that could be fairly impactful. So I thought, you know, Rondo changes the Clippers because now they have a point guard. And what, you know, is it playoff Rondo who shows up? Because he still had a pretty big impact on the Lakers last year. Even though I'm not a huge Rondo guy, he manages to play out of his mind in the playoffs every year. So I thought, I thought there was some stuff that happened. Given yeah. LeBron's injury gentlemen uh and the moves that were made out west do the mavericks or excuse me the the nuggets and blazers now have a better chance going forward than the jazz to uh, win the western conference with the moves they made i don't think so gordon might might differ no, i agree i agree with you jake but i don't think I, lebron's injury has impacts that in my mind why not well, the Lakers will slip, but if he's ready to go at playoff time, I mean, the Lakers will still be I the see. Lakers. But if he, I'll tell you this. How, uh, if LeBron isn't right for the rest of the year, that opens the door for all of those teams that you mentioned. But I'm not so sure I would place them above the Jazz at this point. They Fair? are greatly. I mean, who, specifically the Lakers? Uh, I don't think the Lakers care where they finish. Yeah, right. Exactly. If, if they just need those two players healthy cuz that's that's the whole team. Yeah. So neither and, the the Nuggets nor the Blazers are a more more of a contender than the Jazz after these moves? No, but I think I they think are so more they, they're better than they were. Right. I don't give them the advantage over the Jazz at this point. I would pick the Jazz in find a, out. <laughs> I'd pick the Jazz in a 7 game series over both of them right now. However, We'll see how these trades do impact it. Because I think Norman Powell, he has the potential to really, really make them, like, a lot better. Yeah. A lot of people are impressed with that guy. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I, that's why I said the West just keeps getting tougher, you know. I mean, it's going to be a battle come playoff time. And if the Lakers sink and the Jazz are near the top and the Lakers are near the bottom – and the Jazz have to face the Lakers in the first round. That's what they get for for, for finishing first in the West. What well, kind of booby prize is that? Well, there are a lot of ifs in that scenario. You yeah, realize. I know, I know, but it's possible. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Love this job. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. <clears throat> 1280 The Zone. Shame on you, Jake, for laughing at someone through the whole break. Uh, well, I, I laughed at uh, something uh, during the entire break. Actually, multiple somethings. What is the break. strangest meat you've ever had? <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> question there, Austin. I've had buffalo. It's pretty good. Buffalo is extra tasty. I agree with you there. You ever, have you tri- ever yeah? Have you, you ever tried ostrich? Never have. I've Quite. had alligator. Haven't done alligator. And emu. How's emu? Uh, it tastes like a fish. Okay. Gordon's probably eaten something on the endangered species list. If I had to make. A guess. Gordon's like desert tortoise eggs. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Spotted owl. <Yeah. laughs> Spotted owl fricassee. <laughs> Uh, you ever anyway. had caribou? No, I have not. Oh. Wonder the, if it's the, like venison. Yeah, I was gonna say it's in the deer family, right? Yeah. So you would think it'd be kind of like venison. Venison's yeah, good. It's probably a little tangy. A little tangy. Uh, yeah. I think they eat it in France. I like those uh, tangy meats. I look. There's a dish, a caribou dish, in Germany that uh, I, I, I. It's very difficult to pronounce right, though, so I can't. It's pronounced purdle. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's pronounced Cabaret. Nice. All right, Gordon. Uh, one other trade that we didn't uh, talk about, uh, but the Jazz were loosely linked to possibly being, maybe, possibly, maybe, maybe, possibly interested in JJ Redick. Yeah. Uh, he is traded uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and it could be, though, even uh, so if the Jazz are possibly, maybe, possibly, possibly, possibly interested in his services, uh, he could be bought out. But I got to think, you know, I, I I don't 100% um, understand the strategy to buy out sometimes because I would think J.J. Reddick could help any team. I mean, is he that, I don't want to say washed up, but is he that has his game fallen off that much where Dallas, who supposedly is – looking for the playoffs, wouldn't need his services, especially a Dallas team that has really lost uh, or really been impacted by uh, letting Seth Curry go? Hmm. It could be recency bias, Jake, because uh, Redick, uh, obviously a great shooter throughout his entire career this year, is uh, struggling a little bit in that regard. So... uh, that could that could have come into play as far as lack of interest there. Well, anyway, so he could get bought out, and we'll we'll see where the the buyout market will certainly be interesting to follow. Who gets bought out, and who uh, you know who goes where? Maybe JJ Redick is somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, but uh, the buyout market has certainly become a thing in the NBA. I don't know if it really puts anybody over the top, but uh, adding veteran presence can certainly bolster any team. 
And that's the key. I mean, it has to it has to bolster a team both uh, both physically and mentally in the locker room. And that's something we've talked a lot about with the Jazz. That seems to be very much in the forefront of uh, uh, Dennis and Justin's mind as far as they would want to add somebody that they think will be disruptive in any way. Tell you what, when did these... or, or even be perceived as disruptive. When did these buyouts become a thing? We're going to give you millions of dollars to go away. We're going to give you millions of dollars to go sign with a different team. What, whatever happened to the good old-fashioned Ty Corbin, Rajah Bell situation where, you know what, you're just not going to play. We're going to put you on the shelf, and you're going to like it. So you think it's too benevolent? Yes. I'd be cheering for a buyout. I'd be dogging it on purpose for a buyout. If you're Andre Drummond, are you kidding me? And you're playing on the on the Cavs, you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go dog at something fierce out there so I can get paid and sign a different uh, sign a new contract. Yes, please. There's a there's a reason that these uh, agents uh, twist the front office arm into buyouts all the time. Yeah, well, it's 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 good to be it's good to be paid extra for nothing and really we shouldn't feel bad for for anybody because the owner has agreed to these ludicrous contracts right i mean at some point somebody said you know what otto porter jr is worth that well that was a that was a uh, a poison deal wasn't it what do you mean it's just too much money to pay a guy like that oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. i thought you were talking like no, anyway, yeah, I see what you're saying. It was, yeah. I mean, and we see those kind of contracts all the time, and it's interesting how many of them uh, end in buyouts. You know what our, our exercise should be next summer, Gordon, when free agency rolls around again? Predicting buyouts. <laughs> like looking at somebody sign and go, oh, man, that's going to that's gonna be bought out in two years. <laughs> For sure. Because <laughs> we could Wait, probably we'll, predict it, couldn't we? We'll take bets on that from our listeners and see how it turns out. Buyout or yeah, life of the contract. Be, that might be illegal, but you know, it would be fun. Yeah, we can't take. We're we're not a bookie, Gordon. We're not going down that road. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, Any good law tactic. enforcement uh, listening, that is that is not our intention. We are not going to do that. Okay. All right. The opinions of Gordon Monson do not necessarily represent those of Austin Horton or Jake Scott. Well, obviously, and we've got a attorney team- uh, attorney on retainer. You say that, <laughs> well, you married one. Yeah, exactly. Perma retainer. So, uh, Till death do us me- part retainer. Yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned that, uh, you know, some of these, some of those kinds of situations really is going to put a team over the top. But these, these teams that are battling for position and battling for an opportunity, maybe one guy like that could make a difference and could really uh, help them in a playoff setting, especially a veteran. Like you said. All right, we'll uh, we'll have more coming up next. Uh, we're going to get into what's going on straight ahead. Uh, we'll check in with the Joe Ingles show. We'll talk a little BYU quarterbacks as well. Or that could have been – anywho, that was yesterday's. So that was a bad tease. Sam Amick is going to be with us at 4. <laughs> Tim Lacombe you, wait, 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 wait. at 5. Wait, wait, this Whatever you put sand- on that, that teleprompter, chicken- Burgundy will read. <laughs> This is a chicken sandwich check. Here. Yes, this is did this you, is the chicken did, salad. Uh, wait, yeah. what did you tease? Uh, let's see here. 
tease the quarterback. BYU I said, yeah, uh, that's yesterday. Oh, Sorry. what's up with Joe Ingles? And then thoughts on the BYU quarterback. Well, yeah, it is Joe Ingles again today, but the Joe Ingles show. So really, I knew the Joe Ingles show was today. So all I read on here was Joe Ingles. So, so I thought Joe Ingles show. So that that worked. But then uh, thoughts on BYU quarterback race. I kind of started to think like, hmm, that sounds a lot like something well, it was we did so yesterday. Good, I thought we'd hear it again. Hey, uh, Austin, are you in the mood to pick up the phone? That was weird because my wife was calling right then. <laughs> I'm just she wondering. You? What are you doing if with we... my wife? <laughs> hey, Whitney, how you doing? Why, um, what, do we, what do you ask? You mean like the no. phone in the studio? It's down. It's yeah. Probably. It's probably it is not. It might be. Why? Did somebody call in? I was just thinking maybe we could we could take a, a tip or two from our listeners on things that we could wake you up with. I don't know. I mean, that's, you that's know, true. I mean, is there some sort of viverin or something is there some kind of is there some sort of uh have you seen pulp fiction how about a hot what's going on right (laughs) off of the adobe audition i I, I just wonder if there's something we can do to cure your uh your sleepiness well Uh, dj and pk alone aren't going to do that but we'll spice in a little joe ingles that should that should you know be be good for what ails me how about a little mountain dew would that wake you up you know not a big fan of the dew how about one of those, uh, you know, one of those rock stars or one of those uh, energy drinks? I don't, uh, I don't consume those very often. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I have my my second cup of coffee in front of me today, so I got that going. I'm working on it. All right, Austin, just get the cattle prod out, will you? Stay tuned. More big show next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.